hello, welcome to LX2 Codependency Coaching. I am Stella and we are recording live on Instagram at Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. Uh, I wanted to jump in because I've got things to do and so um, normally I'll do a little chit chat and I'm not going to do that today. Um, so I have been thinking about this, uh, this topic obviously all week and, um, have gotten like reinforced, um, different ways of looking at it. And I like to look at it from a lot of different angles. So today, uh, we're going to talk about breaking your own heart. And, uh, it's something that I've talked about before with friends, um, and certainly, you know, with clients and, uh, it's something that we do without even recognizing that that's what we're doing. Water. And I was thinking about it in terms of uh, expectations. And so often, you know, I've talked about shifting the expectation and letting go of the outcome as I continue to write on detachment. It is one of those things that I think about in terms of what we are holding on to. Um, and one of the hardest concepts that I think clients have, and certainly human beings have in general, is holding on to something um, probably longer than we probably should. Um, and so letting go, and so that idea of detachment, um, really allowing something to just be in the moment, um, and then releasing it or letting it you know, move forward, is something that we really struggle with as human beings. And a lot of it has to do with our expectation. Um, and so I was thinking about how we break our own hearts. And so this morning, as I'm, you know, kind of manifesting and, and um, meditating um, and on my run, I was thinking about this idea, right? So I told Alexa to play 90s country, and then it hit me. This is how you break your own heart, Stella. You listen to 90s country. Um, for those of you who don't know, I'm a full-ass grown-up, and so I was a teenager. Um, actually, I was in my 20s in the 90s, um, and so... I listen to a lot of 90s, 80s and 90s country. And um, I have sworn that um, 90s country definitely like messed up my concept of love in so many ways. Um, and so there was a whole like host of different, you know, artists and whatever. Um, and then one of the the last songs before I, you know, came into work was Reba McIntyre. And she runs the whole gamut of like romantic love and then married love and then divorced love. <laughs> so this idea of how we break our own hearts is very much kind of for me rooted in that concept. And so my daughter, who was born in the 90s, um, she has said the same. She said, you know, mom, 90s country, like totally fucked up love for me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, but it creates this expectation and when we have an expectation that is unmet, uh, a lot of times we will hold on to it. And so I've talked about toxic hope before. I've talked about um, really recognizing how it's, for me today, easier to pivot. But a lot of times when I have an expectation of something and it doesn't work out, we can get really kind of messed up about it. And when I started this whole concept of the year of detachment, it was very much looking at what am I receiving and then what am I holding on to and then what am I letting go of? And so today it is easier for me to pivot. Today I can recognize that, you know, 16, 17 year old me, I graduated high school in 1991. So um, late 80s country was like a whole thing. Um, and 
yeah, I had a lot of expectations of what love should look like. So my sweet little, you know, 18 year old heart was like, oh my God, it's going to be so great. Uh, not true. Um, also just love in general and receiving validation, acceptance, and love consistently. Um, you know, my heart had learned all these different ways of what love looked like. And, you know, based on codependency for me, it was all the extra things that I can do for love. Um, you know, having lost a parent at 18, uh, 16 and then, uh, a significant lover or boyfriend or whatever at 19, um, totally like shifted and shattered that for me. And I've talked about it before and I've certainly, you know, I wrote it in the book, this idea that I had a lot of expectations. And so two things were true. 90s country, all the love, so sweet and cute. Um, and then having these significant losses, I kind of closed myself off and said, okay, cool. We're just not going to do love. Um, and I've talked about it before. You know, I, I built walls around my heart and I uh, made myself emotionally unavailable and just created that expectation that I lived in consistently that love was painful and people die and or go away. Uh, and so consequently, we're not going to allow ourselves to do that. Um, and so I created that expectation for myself that these things are true. Now, what I know to be true today is that that was just, it was a moment and I held on to it for entirely too long. And so when we talk about the idea of breaking our own hearts, really looking at what are we holding on to in terms of an expectation? What are we holding on to in terms of an idea or concept that maybe doesn't serve us anymore? Um, and so I was really thinking about how we put ourselves into positions to hold on to things for too long. And then consequently, we are hurting ourselves and creating our own disappointment by doing that. Um, and so I was talking with a client and uh, they were talking about, you know, kind of how the month had gone because, you know, we're in that maintenance phase. And um, she said out loud, it's not fair. And I was like, okay. And so I let her finish the narrative. And then I was like, so you said a thing. Uh, it's not fair. And tell, tell me how that works. Um, oftentimes when little kids say, it's not fair, um, adults will say, life's not fair. Uh, <laughs> and then they don't explain anything else. We just go, life's not fair. Get used to it. Um, and that, that's true, right? Um, I think oftentimes when we hold on to the idea of how things should be, that is where we're creating our own disappointment. That is where we are creating the expectation that I'm going to go into this situation and I have an expectation of this is what it's going to look like. And if it doesn't look like this, I'm going to be frustrated. Um, and so oftentimes we don't even realize that we're doing it. Uh, what we realize is that we have anxiety or what we realize is that we are uh, maybe sadder than, you know, whatever the situation warrants, or we're just generally sad. And that's okay because it happens, but really recognizing what am I holding on to? What is keeping me in this place? To be completely transparent, <laughs> life is hard. So whether or not it's fair is irrelevant. There are just hard parts to it. That, that being said, it doesn't always have to be hard. We get to choose how we navigate through a difficult situation and what expectations we attach to those situations. Um, 
I was processing this morning, you know, with my accountability buddy, and we were talking about this idea, right, of, um, I was like, I just had a really good week, and I did, it was like a really fucking great week, um, but then I was like, and I just really have a really good life, so she said, you know, sometimes we hold on to this idea, like, I just need a win, I just need a break, um, and I said to her, like, I create my own wins, um, and, and how I do that is by really recognizing the gratitude for the small things that happen every day. Um, that said, when a lot of crappy things happen one right after the other, it can feel very overwhelming. Um, and so I mentioned to you guys before, like I had car issues uh, last week and then had to pivot and figure it out. And I did and it was fine. Um, and so now I, I have, I'm the owner of a new vehicle. Um, when I left to go out of the country, I sold everything and I shared that with you guys before, um, including my vehicle. Uh, so when I came back, I hadn't really thought about what that was going to look like. Um, fortunately for me, I have really amazing humans in my life. And so um, one of my best friends that has been my best friend since high school um, has a fleet of vehicles because that's part of her business. And so um, she let me borrow a vehicle. So free vehicle, not complaining, totally an awesome experience. Um, but it was a 20 year old vehicle. Um, and so I had kind of set an intention to, by December, have my own vehicle. Um, and it just kind of worked out well that that is where we got to. Anyway, um, so I was talking to to um, my accountability buddy and I was like, okay, cool. Like, I create my own wins, which is true. Um, and my perspective is always that I will win. Like, I'm going to come out on top. Uh, it's taken me years to get that way because that was not the case. And I think I shared with you guys before from like 20 two uh to 27 i was pretty depressed clinically depressed for a long time part of that was i allowed myself to have grief for you know those losses that had happened um and i kind of just shut myself off because life was not working out the way i expected um i had my daughter when i was 20 uh lost my boyfriend lost my dad uh college didn't really work out that freshman year because i was kind of messed up um in grief and sadness. And so um, I, my life was not going in a way that I wanted it to go, that I had had the expectation, both my own and societal and uh, community and like everybody kind of was doing a thing that I wasn't doing. Um, and so a lot of my friends were in college and they were having relationships and doing things. And, and I was a single mom, uh, not my favorite at the time. Um, and I did not have an expectation to have children. Like that was not my goal. Uh, but this particular soul decided she needed to come through this particular vessel. And I'm really grateful today at 30, like, you know, she's 30 and I'm, I'm like, yes, that was a thing I did, but I had this expectation that that's not how it was supposed to be, which definitely contributed to my disappointment, breaking my own heart on a regular basis. It's also contributed to the asshole in my head. It also contributed to how I looked at myself and my life and all the things. And so really thinking about as, you know, I'm having this conversation with you guys, I want you to start to think about how you're breaking your own heart. What expectations have been created either by you or your culture or your community or your parents or whatever that then turn into my life isn't working the way it's supposed to. What it does is it creates a significant amount of anxiety. It can create a significant amount of depression. It can create 
unhealthy attachment to the way it should be and that idea of life's not fair. So I'm thinking about all of these things, right, as as I'm processing this idea. And the concept of detachment continues to unfold as we look at what we are holding on to. What is it that is keeping me stuck in these unhealthy coping skills? What is it that's keeping me stuck in this dynamic or situation that I feel as though I cannot move forward from it? And, you know, a lot of times clients will come in and they're, they've got one major complaint or situation or dynamic that they're dealing with, water. And that one thing is certainly significant and it feels very burdensome in their life. And we can't, you know, completely do an overhaul of our lives, but when we are under this cloud of something really heavy, um, it's difficult to shift the concept or the idea. And it's really difficult to let go of the expectation. And so, you know, I've had clients who come in and and they have had significant loss, or I have clients who come in and they're just kind of generally blah, and it feels as though all of the things in their life are overwhelming and shitty. And so I get it, absolutely. When we have that expectation of this is harder than it should be, we are very attached to it. Um, And so when we start to kind of piece it out, and as I've shared with you before, what I'll ask is that we take everything out of the hoarder's basement of feelings and, uh, you know, life things. And then we kind of sort it out and look at, okay, and, and, you know, there's, there's a, a pie of, um, general success and how we look at our lives. And so there's, you know, family life, there's relationship stuff, there's, um, career, and then there's the you part, right? And and what what is going on in your life that feels difficult? And so the, the whole pie is your life. Um, a lot of times when we start to look at what we are holding onto or what expectations that we um, have kind of created, it becomes evident that a lot of times we have this idea of how it should be. And then we put that on ourselves, how we should behave, how we should what our lives should look like. Uh, And it's, you know, again, relative to whatever dynamic that you're in, but that is part of how we break our own heart is the shoulding. Um, And so in therapy, we often talk about, you know, that's a lot of shoulding and you're shoulding on yourself. Uh, We should often because we have an expectation of how things should look, how things should be. What should I be feeling? Um, and so it's my job to increase the awareness for the client to um, to really think about, like, what is the expectation? Like, what is it that you perceive it ought to be? We're going to use a different word than should. Um, and so then, well, you know, I, I, by this age, I should do these things. Or by this time in my development, this is what it looks like. Or other people do it this way. And so consequently, I'm doing it wrong, badly, whatever. Once we take away the expectation of should, then we can start to look at what do I have control over? And as I've shared with you before, our choices and our behavior, but it doesn't always feel that simple when I, I'm walking through quicksand, when I, I am dealing with grief, when I recognize that the humans in my life are not behaving the way they should. 
Um, and so I have this expectation that is maybe unrealistic. I have an attachment to the outcome that is not helpful for me and the relationships that I want to maintain. And when we start to pull apart what it is that your expectation is and whose business is it, then you can start to go, oh, that one's not mine. I don't have to hold on to that. And I'm going to put that one down. Um, I've talked before about the concept of, you know, the bags that we carry and, and the resentments that we carry and the wounds that we carry and the things that we are burdened by. And oftentimes it is based in expectation. And when we start to recognize that I am holding on to an expectation, an unmet expectation, and I have held on to this belief idea concept for so long, and if that is the only way that I can exist, then I will often be disappointed. I will break my own heart. And when you start to recognize maybe I can do it differently. Maybe I have other uh, potential ideas. Um, it took and has taken me years to let go of a lot of the 90s country expectations of my life and love and connection and acceptance and validation. It's taken me a long time. It takes, it takes as long as it takes, but even looking at that idea of putting the pressure on myself that I should have, should have somehow done this differently, it's not helpful to my development because I got here regardless, right? Um, I think I've shared before, like going to school, like um, college was an expectation that was placed on me by my, uh, my parents. And I love them for that because they really valued education and they felt like that was a path to success. Um, my dad barely graduated high school. Uh, my mom had graduated nursing school. And so they had this idea of what it should look like. Right. Um, with very limited, like how it looks that way. Um, and then I went to, to private school. I think I've shared that. Uh, I went to Pius here in Albuquerque. Um, and so everybody who, most everybody, most, a lot of humans that graduate from Pius where people spend a lot of money for you to be educated, go to college. Um, and I did, I went to college right after high school. Um, I only applied to one school. I got in by the skin of my teeth and then I promptly got kicked out. And so I share that story with clients often, especially when they are like, by this time in my life, this is what I should be doing. Um, or my, uh, you know, first generation clients, especially Spanish speaking, who have parents that want that experience for them, but do not know how to get them there. And so my clients carry a lot of weight thinking that they should be doing this better, but they don't know how to do it. Um, and so oftentimes I will share with them, there's more than one path to where you need to get. And there's certainly more than one path to success. Um, but as I, you know, had my daughter when I was really young, that was not part of my plan or expectation. <laughs> and so I got really down on myself, which is why from 22 to 27, life was very, very difficult for me because I was very attached to outcomes that were not going to be part of my experience. And I struggled for a long time to let those go. Now, um, I did 
eventually find the path that I needed to be on and eventually did. It took me 10 years to finish my undergraduate degree um, and then another 10 years before I finished my master's. I didn't start my master's degree until my daughter was in high school. Um, I never had the expectation I've shared with you guys here to be a therapist. Like that was never my goal. Um, but I got here because this was the path of where I needed to be. And as I let go of my own expectations for how things should be, I got to where I needed to be. And I got on the path that brought me here. And my clients will tell you because they find their own way to me, uh, that I am the therapist for them, which is kind of awesome the way that the universe works and puts you in the path of the people that you need to meet. Water. So when we start to detach from the expectation and the outcome, we can actually get more easily where we need to be because we're not holding on so tight to how it should be. This is a very heady kind of uh, concept, but I want you to start to pay attention to what are you holding on to? What is the should that is keeping you stuck because you have the expectation that you ought to be doing something in a certain way? And so really looking at this idea of how we break our own hearts is often by having an expectation of how people should behave, right? And then how we should behave. And so really thinking about what is keeping us stuck in situations, relationships, dynamics, what is keeping us from setting healthy boundaries? What is keeping us from detaching from those people that we want to be in relationship with so we can set healthy boundaries and communicate our needs and release the expectation that they ought to behave in a certain way so that they can just show up in their beautiful, amazing ways. And then we can show up in our beautiful and amazing ways and connect without having so much expectation. It's really difficult, especially when, and I talk about parenting often because that is kind of our first dynamic is when I was a young mom, I was like, she has to be the best of the best because she is a reflection of who I am because I'm a single mother and kind of a fuck up. That was my idea. And I spoke to myself that way often. And as I, you know, parented her, I had a lot of expectation about her behavior, about her presentation, about what she looked like and how she worked and all the things. Um, and, you know, it, it was... It was kind of a mixed bag. There was definitely a lot of success. She is very much a capable, amazing human being. Um, and there are a lot of things that I wish I could have done differently. I cannot change any of that now. Uh, today, I can just show up in the best way possible. And we've done a lot of work, both separately and together, to be able to create healthy dynamics um, including boundaries and uh, needs and expectations. It's taken a long time. But I do recognize that my expectation created a lot of frustration for me. Um, and I think I've shared with you guys before, like I had and was a very angry human for a long time because I had an expectation that my life should be different than it was. Today, I'm just grateful to wake up every morning and have great coffee and go for a run and, you know, now, you know, drive my car. Um, 
and live where I live and, and have beautiful friends and amazing human beings in my life, um, both professionally and personally, so that I can continue to be the best version of me. Um, one more quick story and then we'll end. Before I left on my trip, several things happened that I had no expectation of and they were not positive. Um, I very methodically uh, closed my practice and sold all my things and moved out of my house um, and bought my tickets and, you know, went on my trip. Uh, but in the meantime, um, some things happened that were not part of my plan. Uh, and I do recognize that. And, you know, that's why I have a sticker that says surrender, because I have to surrender regularly to the universe, uh, God, creator, whatever it is, and just be like, okay, I'm, I'm just going to ride this out. Um, I had a friend and I had invested money with them and then they disappeared. Uh, literally left the state, took all my money. It was a whole thing. Uh, so I had less money than I had expected to come on my trip. Um, I was having some health issues that were a little bit alarming. Uh, and it was like right before, like right after I closed my business, I started having health issues. Um, and it was not as significant or serious as I thought it was, but it really did throw me off because I was, I was on a jet propulsion, propulsion, like plan to get to where I wanted to go. And so that was the start of, you know, really detaching from the expectation and detaching from the outcome, trusting that I would get to where I needed to be. And it was not going to look like how I had envisioned it in my head. Um, but I still needed to go. I still needed to do these things. And so as I am writing these ideas and concepts every day, I start to check my expectation. What am I expecting to happen? Where is my head about how things should look? And then where am I, what can I control? I have another sticker that says control what you can. And I talk with clients about that often because when we are, when we start to increase our awareness of what am I holding on to and is it mine to control, they start to pay attention to, oh, that's not a me problem. That's a you problem. And if that's a you problem, then I don't have to worry about it. My, my responsibility is done. I can be here and support. I recognize that you're having a feeling. And if you want support from me, then you can ask for it. Um, it is really that easy and that difficult to do. Big concept, difficult in practice. And so as we continue to work on how, how is my depression, my anxiety, my sadness, my frustration connected to what I can control, then I can start to let go. Then I can be receiving of what comes and live in the moment rather than holding on so tightly to the past or the expectation or the thing that I am not getting or don't have. Um, and I can let go of what's going to happen in the future because it's over here. It's, it hasn't happened yet. I don't have any control over that. I can make plans every day and some days turn out fantastic. And some days I have to take an Uber and I wait for a bus and I have to do a thing and it doesn't work out and I'm still okay. It's taken me years to get to this place because any one of those missteps would have created a significant amount of discomfort for me. And especially when I was already sad, 
in general. It's really easy to stay sad for a long time. Um, I don't, I don't do it. I don't live there as much as I used to. And I teach clients on a regular basis how to start to focus on what is happening in the moment, what they can control, what they are holding on to, and what they'd like to have moving forward. That idea of I feel better when I am focused on the things that are good. I feel better when I can control the things that I can. And I feel better when I let go of things that are none of my business. When I recognize that that thing that bugs me that's happening over there in somebody else's experience, I can let that go. And it's not about me, right? That idea of I want the world to be a safe and fair and equitable and wonderful place well, it's not. And sometimes you're going to have to recognize what is your expectation? Look at the situation that you're in. Look at the dynamic that is happening. If you want a fair and equitable world, start here. Start where you can control your environment. Start where you can start to set boundaries and create less expectation on what other people should do and more expectation on what you have control over. Now, I did not say what you can do because oftentimes with our codependency, we feel as though we, we just have to control all the things. I have to make it this way. Uh, no, you don't. No, you, you don't actually have to do all the things. If something doesn't get done, okay. If you want someone else to participate without having the expectation that they should just know, you're going to have to say words. You're going to have to set boundaries. You're going to have to communicate what your needs are because other people cannot read your mind. They cannot intuit what your expectation is. If you have an expectation, you're going to have to say it out loud with words. Sorry, that's true. I worked a lot with clients and I would have to say to them, did you say that out loud? Well, no, they should just know. How? How should they just know? Because they live on the planet? because they have seen you do it a million times. People don't know. They live in their own world. They actually don't. It's not about you. So you have to say with words, this is my expectation. This is what I'd really like. If you drive to any fast food situation, be it coffee or McDonald's or any of them, you have to tell them what you want. They do not know. Even if you're a regular there, and I have really great restaurants that I like to go to regularly. And I still sometimes surprise them. So I have to say with words out loud what I want. I have to say what my expectations are. If my expectations are unrealistic, that's on me, not on them. So this is where you get to recognize what am I holding on to? What did I expect that to be? What is the should in this situation? And am I breaking my own heart? Am I creating unrealistic expectations or holding on to outcomes that are not part of my experience. That's your nugget. I will, uh, I will talk to you next week. Um, if you want to get a hold of me, it's lx2.cod.coach at gmail.com. You can reach me here on Instagram. Again, it's Luna underscore X2 underscore LLC. I have a networking event that I am not excited about, but it'll be fine. Uh, <laughs> cause I have expectations of what that's going to look like. And I'm only going to control what I can. Um, so if you want to get a hold of me, you know how to do that. Thank you so much for listening. Um, you can find videos on TikTok and on the LX2 Instagram page. 
like, follow, subscribe, do all the things that you feel is going to be part of your experience. And I will talk to you soon. Take care. All right. I have ended the video and I am ending the recording. Thank you so much for everyone who's listening. So many cool places. We got a Dakota again. Thank you so much. Um, if we continue to grow and expand, um, I'm hoping that uh, the book will be out in early spring and then I will come and visit all of the cool places because I have a car. I will talk to you very soon. Have a great weekend.